Nation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. Welcome to the show that brings you all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling. It is now time to go beyond the bell. I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life. When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. If you hurt my friends, then you hurt my pride. I gotta take a stand. No, I can't. of the show that turns back the clock and takes you back in time to rewind and relive all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Beyond the Bell via the powerful, powerful SNS radio network. I'm your host, ring announcer, broadcaster, TV host, podcaster, fan, and lover of professional wrestling. Sean Beckerman, and welcome back to the old school nostalgia show we all know and have grown to love as Beyond the Bell. Archived at ringannouncing.com and snsradionetwork.com, Beyond the Bell brings you nothing but old school nostalgia audio for sports entertainment fans. This week, we open up the Hulkamania Chronicles, and this chapter we look at the era of the NWO in Hulkamania. By the mid-90s, Hogan was past 40. He'd been playing the American hero for more than a decade. There were signs that the public was not buying the image as eagerly as before. One night after we came back to the back, Hulk goes, you know, did you hear the booze that I heard? And I said, yeah, I did. And he goes, you know what, it might be time for a change. As the ratings started to drop, the show's executives suggested that Hogan should change his image from hero to villain. Well, I've, I've been a bad guy before, but now, you know, I'm etched in stone as the all-American good guy. That'd be tough. I, the fans, I don't know how they could handle it. Hogan put ratings before reputation and turned bad guy. In July 1996, before a stunned public, he suddenly turned on the other good guy wrestlers he'd called his friends. Teaming up with the leading villains, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, and under a new name of Hollywood Hogan, he announced that he was forming a so-called New World Order. And the people, I could see it out there, their jaws had just dropped. And I mean, they were, they were wigged. They couldn't believe that this really happened. As far as I'm concerned, all this in the ring 
represents these fans out here. Matter of fact, I got hit with a with a, a can of, of of soda pop, and actually it hit me in the nose. And while I was conducting this interview, there was a little trickle of blood going down my nose. And I said, Hulk, you did this to me. You fans can stick it, brother. Turned against all the fans and told them how I used everybody and I didn't care about anybody anymore. Uh, a whole new interest was started. The wrestling fans were going, oh my God, what's this maniac going to do next, you know? The fans that grew up with Hulk, all of a sudden, you know, they had their little Hulkamania dolls that they were bringing to the, to the matches and, and burning them and throwing them down now because they had grown up with Hulk. And all of a sudden now this guy turned on them. And so it, it was fantastic. Hollywood! Hogan! The bad guy, it's, it's more fun to just see how crazy you can make these people. It's much more easy to punch people's buttons on the aggressive level than it is on the happiness level. The fans weren't the only ones surprised by Hogan's reversal. It was pretty wild because he actually did things on camera that I didn't think he was capable of doing or saying. I didn't think he was that mean. <laughs> I couldn't go along with that bad guy stuff. But uh, anyway, it seemed to be all in the ball game and I just overlooked it. I, I did get after him for that, though. I said, Terry, I know this is all part of the show, but do you realize you've got two little kids at home, and these kids all look up to you, your little fans and everything, say your prayers, take your vitamins, yeah, yeah, respect your parents. I said, and now you're acting like this? I said, how do you think it's going to affect them? Hulk Hogan had always been proud of being a role model for kids. And he defended his actions by saying that now he was showing kids what not to do. I definitely want them to know that when you're a bad guy and you take shortcuts, you're going to fall short of your goals. Hollywood Hogan cannot win a match. And if I do, I cheat. If I get by one week by the skin of my teeth, the good guy sure makes up for it the next week. And as a good guy, I was a world champion for 10 years. And as a bad guy, I can't hang on to that darn belt to save my life. Hogan became the wrestler the fans loved to hate. Once again, the ratings soared. In fact, as the anti-heroes, Hogan and his fellow villains became more popular than the good guys. The meaner I got and the more dirty stuff I did to the good guy wrestlers, the more that they would cheer for me. So much that it became a big political dilemma behind the scenes. The good guy wrestlers were being like a bunch of crybabies to the promoters. These guys are so cool, they don't like us anymore. Hogan played his bad guy image to the full, including the time he terrorized an unsuspecting Mel Gibson, who had just lost a friendly bet to Hogan's wrestling buddy, Brian Nobbs. Mel goes, well, okay, you know, I get the $50 right here, and Hulk Hogan became up behind him and grabbed him by the shoulder and said, $50? Nobbs just said, he, you own 50 grand. You bet him 50 grand on the fight. I thought like Mel Gibson had just shocked himself. He went, oh, I didn't, I didn't bet 50,000. It was 50,000. No, hey, hey, but, but, but. And then we laughed about it. It was just, you know, good, good fun and joke. I mean, uh, Mel appreciated it afterwards, you know. We kind of got Mel Gibson. Uh, and I did get that $50, by the way. I did. Thank you, Hawks. So you got that $50 from Mel Gibson. If not, you know, we would have broke him in half. During the summer 
of 1996, WCW had been seeing an invasion take hold of the spotlight. Two former World Wrestling Federation superstars, Diesel and Razor Ramon, began appearing on WCW television. The duo berated the organization and its top athletes, including Hulk Hogan. On July 7th of the 1996 Bash at the Beach, the promotions continued towards the event in Daytona Beach as Hogan was not supposed to be present. He was not even on the card to wrestle. The main event was Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and a mysterious partner against Lex Luger, Randy Savage, and the man called Sting. Flair, the world champ at the time, the Giant, Dallas Page, and others filled holes in the card, but Hogan was not lined up. In one of the most startling moves in professional wrestling history, Hogan appeared as the third member of the Outsiders team. The three men took the liberty of beating up WCW's top heroes as the fans tossed just about everything they could into the ring. This was monumental in professional wrestling. For the very first time in history, the popular Hulk Hogan was now a heel. Sure, in the early days of Hulkamania, or should we say prior to the mainstream Hulkamania, Hogan was the villainous bad guy, plus he had his Thunderlips era in the Rocky movies. But Hogan, in terms of mainstream media, this was the first time of him going heel. Him. He's ducking and hitting. Ducking. There you go. Hit him again. I'm Hit him with a left. Thing. Right. Going? Left. Hit him again. Oh, Hit that other guy. There's the tag. He made that tag. Randy Savage is in, and he's nuts. And we love it. The Savage is loose. The Savage is loose. The heads go together. And he is kicking butt right and left. Oh, my goodness. Referee didn't see it. Go get him, baby. Pounding away. Pounding away, Savage. He's got one on the floor. He's got the other laid out. Oh, so much for Mr. Hall. You see the fans at ringside. Many of them have the war paint on the top. Go up top, Tony. The Macho Man is up. Double X handle. Got it. Nash is down. He's got Nash down. Savage is down. And then there was one, and it was Sting, and he didn't look too good. Hulkamania! Hulk Hogan is here! Hulk Hogan's here! Hulk Hogan is in the building! You're damn right he is! Go get him, Hulk, sir! You're on whose side is he on? Go, what are you talking about? Whose side is he on? What are you talking about? Yes, sir! Get him, Hogan! Go get him, baby! Come on and get some of this now! Who's bad now, boys? Hulk Hogan arrived! Hulk, Hulk, Hulk. What is oh he my doing? God! Is he the third man? He's the third man! What oh. the hell is going on here? Hulk Hogan has betrayed WCW! He is the third man! Look at this. this picture! Oh my God! What the hell is going on? Oh my God! Are you kidding me? I Probably the lowest shot ever given to professional wrestling. That man did right there, Hulk Hogan. Let's get everybody out of the dressing room right now and kick his rear end. Unbelievable, brother. You just what have I been saying all these years? Huh? What have I been saying all these years? Oh, you know, oh my God. A career it's, of a lifetime. It's right down the drain, kid. 
I hope you love it. Can you you see just sold your soul to the devil. See those little hulksters with the tears rolling down their face right now? We are not going to even acknowledge that three count. Now what happens to us? What happens now to WCW? There was no three count. I never thought I would say that he's yellow, but he may be wearing red, but he's wearing red and yellow. What do we do now? What a no. I'll tell you what. Oh. This is a unbelievable situation right here at Bash at the Beach. Hulkamania, the third guy with the outsiders. Betrayed WCW. Can't talk. Well, I told you so. Enjoy it, my friend. You gotta look yourself in the mirror. You gotta stand up and look in the mirror. There you go, that's right. I never thought I'd see people throwing debris and Hulk at Hulk Hogan. I knew it should have been done a long time ago. I guess this was premeditated all the way back from 94. I guess this is what it was. Look at the ring. The most incredible scene. And Savage, his best friend, one of his best friends. Hogan turns on. Ladies, I, I, we're, I don't know where we're going. Where he, we has, going? he has slept no, with the what. devil. We need to get someone out there and... Okay, now us three. Now where do we go from here? Oh my God! What about Gene Nitro going? tomorrow? What happens Gene, on Nitro? I, Gene, I, Gene, I don't know what you think of this, my man, but this has to be the absolute worst moment in my broadcasting career, and we're all witnessing it. Go Look ahead, at Oakland. He looks like he's going to break up. Go ahead, Gene. Hulk Hogan. Excuse me. Excuse me. What in the world are you thinking? Me, Gene, the first thing you need to do is to tell these people to shut up if you want to hear what I got to say. I have been with you for so many years. For you to join up with the likes of these two men absolutely makes me sick to my stomach. And I think that these people here and a lot of other people around the world have had just about enough of this man, this man, and you want to put yourself in this group, you've got to be kidding me. Well, the first thing you got to realize, brother, is this right here is the future of wrestling. You can call this the new world order of wrestling, brother. These two men right here came from a great big organization up north and everybody was wondering who the third man was well who knows more about that organization than me brother i've been there i've done that you have made the wrong decision in my opinion well let me tell you something i made that organization a monster i made people rich up there i made the people that ran that organization rich up there brother and when it all came to pass, the name Hulk Hogan, the man Hulk Hogan, got bigger than the whole organization, brother. And then billionaire Ted, amigo, he wanted to talk turkey with Hulk Hogan. Well, billionaire Ted promised me movies, brother. Billionaire Ted promised me millions of dollars. And Billionaire Ted promised me world-caliber matches. And as far as Billionaire Ted goes, 
Eric Bischoff, and the whole WCW goes, I'm bored, brother. That's why these two guys here, the so-called outsiders, these are the men I want as my friends. They're the new blood of professional wrestling, brother. And not only are we gonna take over the whole wrestling business with Hulk Hogan and the new blood, the monsters with me, we will destroy everything in our path, Mean Gene. Look at all of this crap in this ring. This is what's in the future for you if you wanna hang around the likes of this man Hall and this man Nat. As far as I'm concerned, all this crap in the ring represents these fans out here. For two years, brother, for two years, I held my head high. I did everything for the charities. I did everything for the kids. And the reception I got when I came out here, you fans can stick it, brother. Because if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, you people wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, Eric Bischoff would be still selling meat from a truck in Minneapolis. And if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, all these Johnny-come-latelys that you see out here, wrestling wouldn't be here. I was selling out the world, brother, while they were bumming gas to put in their car to get to high school. So the way it is now, brother, with Hulk Hogan, and the new world organization of wrestling, brother. Me and the new blood by my side. What you gonna do when the new world organization runs wild on you? What you gonna do? What are you hey, gonna do? Don't touch me, I gotta play the lawyers. Tony, Bobby, Dusty, damn it, let's get back to you. All right, we have seen the end of Hulkamania. For Bobby the Brain Heenan, for, Dust, for Dusty Rhodes, Gene Okerlund, I don't know. I'm Tony Schiavone. Hulk Hogan, you can go to hell. We're out of here. Straight to hell. It was startling. No one expected Hogan to make the turn. Granted, Bobby Heenan may have let it slip out by questioning what team is he on or what side is he on as he made his way down to ringside. Accident or not, it didn't necessarily give it away for everybody, as I still was shocked to see the leg drop boom on Macho Man Randy Savage. And Hogan was now a bad guy. Hogan had gone against the fans, turning his back for the first time since the early part of the 1980s, like I just discussed. The world of smarts and marks, smarks, whatever you want to call them, were all stunned. The New World Order had been born. The group would change the face of professional wrestling forever. Hulk Hogan shocked the sports world by turning against his legions of Hulkamaniacs, aligning himself with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash to form this group of outsiders, known as the NWO. Outraged fans filled the ring with debris as an angry and frustrated Hogan lashed out the fans, whom he felt turned against him, telling them to stick it and declaring his legions with his newfound cohorts. The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. 
the demise of the WCW. <laughs> First take. Easy. We're not here for a stinking reason, man. We got a boss with us. Ted DiBiase. This is the boss. Ted DiBiase has more money than Ted Turner. He makes Ted Turner look like a popper. Hey, this is his fault. We've already established who we are. I'm the world's champion, not the WCW world's champion. We've already established how powerful we are. Sure, we hit, then we split. I'll be the man! We've taken on our best, and there it is. Well, you guys back me up. We got your belt. New World Order. World Heavyweight Championship belt. It's the rule of the street, right? You tag it, it's up. Hey, what about our fifth guy? I warned everybody, he did such a great job. Nobody believed, number one, who the fifth guy was when they saw him. I said... Next week, he's coming. The NWO has shaken the WCW to its foundation. They're rattled. Whether you like it or you don't like it, the NWO's here to stay. Have to love it. It wasn't like it was a big surprise. Change is inevitable. If you don't like that, you can stick. They want us so bad. They have agreed to this match. The question is just how bad you want it. You know, this just didn't happen, man. They don't even know who they're going to face. Ted DiBiase, the master plan. It's been around for a long time. I've done this before, man. I stuck it to me. Right in the back. Feels good, doesn't it, guys? <laughs> doesn't it Don't you good? think they would have saw it? I mean, we're just now unloading on you, you know? It's a battle plan. You go in and you create confusion and chaos. They want us. In that cage. Well, what do we get? First of all, our own segment on their show. We don't pay for time. Then, we want our own uh, tag team tournament. NWO. We have our own segment. We highlight our talent. We beat you. You pay the bill. Hey, you know what I think? From now on, we're going to turn it like this. Because it's NWO for life. <laughs> <laughs> the preceding announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. The Hulkster of old seemed to be buried forever, replaced by the black and white clad of Hollywood Hogan, leader of the NWO. The NWO interrupted Nitro's main event on July 15th of that year between Luger and Big Bubba Rogers. Hogan joined the Outsiders in an attack on both men. From that point forward, he would be known simply as Hollywood Hogan. The music, the swagger, and tone would all be known forever. Embedded in the minds of those who were lucky enough to witness history in the making. Late in the month, the Outsiders attacked a number of WCW wrestlers backstage during Nitro. The monumental throwing of the dart of Rey Mysterio into the trailer. The beatings were laughed off by Nash and Hall. Hogan went back to the top of the throne on Saturday, August 10th, in Sturgis, South Dakota. He beat the Giant and recaptured the World Heavyweight Championship. The event also saw him spray-paint the belt with the letters NWO, as if, a, as if a new organization sponsored it. The booty man, Ed Leslie, went to the ring with a cake. His intentions were to continue in celebration and document his allegiance with the group. Longtime friend of Hulk Hogan, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. For his appearance, he was attacked by Heel Hogan and left for dead. And, you know, there was controversy. Tony Schiavone questioned 
the Nature Boy Ric Flair. And we all thought, obviously, wrong. But that time, I mean, you got to admit, I mean, I saw it. You saw it. Flair may not have made eye contact with Hulk Hogan, but to me, from where I sit, it looks pretty obvious. If you were Hogan, wouldn't you have taken away Hogan's acting now? Wouldn't you have taken a cheap shot at Flair? Wouldn't you have nailed him with the chair, too? They beat up everybody else. Why didn't he touch Flair? I mean, do I have to call a Johnny Cochran in on this one? I mean, come on. An idiot can figure this out. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'll tell you what. I don't like it either. But let's let's go back to Hog Wild. Let's go back and take a look at something that I think speaks volumes about the man that we've all looked up to for so long. Hulk Hogan making his way for a shot at the WCW World Heavyweight title. He approached the ring. He ripped off his shirt. Something told me when he walked into the ring, he had way too much confidence, Heenan. He had way too much confidence. But the giant determined more than ever to hold on to that World Heavyweight title. And all of us here at WCW. And I'll tell you what, the giant was in control. He was in control. You could see the look on Hulk Hogan's eyes. You see the big boot. The giant had this match. And Giant was not afraid of Hogan. And there, he gets his hands around the neck of Hall, one of the outsiders. Hogan, with the belt in his hand, levels the Giant. Didn't hit him with a punch, didn't hit him with a left or a right. Hit him with that 25 pounds of gold right across the chops. And there is the heavyweight champion of the world. And they say it's the NWO. I say it stinks. Well, I'll tell you what, the replay is still to come. If you didn't see Hogwild, order the replay because... It was amazing. Even more amazing is what Hulk Hogan had to say following his defeat, if he wants to call it that, of the Giant. Listen to this. It's unbelievable. There's the booty man. It was sure the booty man right there. And he has a new world t-shirt on. And, and this was when I was convinced that the booty man was the fourth man. He had the shirt on. Listen to this. Listen to this. Look at this toothpaste. You know, we got a surprise for you. You know what, brother? We got a surprise. Hold on. What in the, the world is going on? Get him, boys. Setting him up. That's what they're they doing. Set him up. His best friend. His best friend. Let's get him. He had spent a couple of minutes talking about what a great friend the booty man was. 22, 25 years of been together. Whatever it was, and look at this. They're going to spray this, paint. Oh, I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. Somebody, somebody needs this is to go in my stomach right now. They are spray painted. They are spray painted. Tony, this made me sick. W.O. is the only way to go. You stole it. They stole it. It's pure. It's simple. Right now, let's go to me and Gene Okerlund. You know, I must tell you, Eric, it is grand larceny. There's a dark cloud that hangs over World Championship Wrestling tonight, and especially here in Casper, Wyoming. We have one man who is laid out of the ring. That's the Macho Man, Randy Savage. We'll keep you posted on his condition. Now you talk about referees getting their palms greased. You talk about wrestlers being on the take. Hulk Hogan, what you have done to a man that I know that you have known for many, many years, the booty man, and now this tonight, where in the devil is the New World Order going? Well, all of a sudden, brother, the New World Order is real important around here. First, we take the WCW title. 
easily, I might add. We transform it into the new world order belt. And then all of a sudden, red turns to green, brother, as you see the macho man, one of my former friends, laying out in the middle of the square circle, brother. You know, the way I feel right now, there's just no stopping the new world order, Mean Gene. What about Ric Flair? Ric Flair's going to try stop you this Thursday night, 8.05 Eastern Time on TBS at the Clash of the Champions. You're going to have your hands full. Well, what this whole thing boils down to is business, brother. I already told you why we attacked the WCW. We attacked the WCW for a reason, not because of who was there. I didn't care if General Custard himself or President Clinton was there. We were there for a reason, and we accomplished that mission. Just like when condominiums were burned in Waco, they burned them for a reason, not because of who was in there. That's why, Ric Flair, brother, that's why I did what I did tonight. I wanted to make sure that since all the fans out here, everybody in the WCW has such a high regard for your past accolades, dude. I wanted to make sure there wasn't a hair missing, a mark, or a scar on your body. Because in a clash of champions, when I step in the ring with the new NWO belt, the new NWO champion, I don't want any excuses, brother, when I wipe you out right in Denver, Colorado, 72 hours from now. All right, a uh, couple of other things that I want to talk about. We are right now awaiting the arrival of the Outsiders, and they're going to lock it up, as I understand, here tonight with Lex Luger and Sting. Well, you know, without a doubt, the Outsiders are here to clean up a little bit of business for the holster and the NWO, dude. Well, I want to tell everybody, when my outsiders get done with the stinker brother and Flexi Lexi, we're going to change all their names. Because everybody has nicknames around here, just like the nature boy. They don't apply anymore. We're strictly business in the NWO, and we're going to categorize, categorize everybody with certain names, brother. So from now on, people like the nature boy are going to be right in the proper category. And as far as I'm concerned, starting in Denver, Colorado, Ric Flair will be known as the stupid little man, brother, because stupid little man, if I would do that to my best friend, if I would do that to the macho man, what do you think I'm going to do to you, brother? See you later, chump. I have got a very, very sick feeling right now in the pit of my stomach. Stay tuned. We're going to have more Nitro here from Casper, Wyoming. Totally fine. On August 15th, at the Clash of the Champions, Hogan wrestled Flair and was defeated by disqualification. A huge War Games match was set for Fall Brawl. The NWO, which had Hogan, Nash, Hall, and a new member claiming to be Sting against Luger, R. Anderson, Flair, and another person claiming to be Sting which Sting was real. It was learned that the NWO Sting was the fake one. The real Sting walked out on his team during the double cage match in Winston-Salem. The match was four on three. The fake Sting locked in a version of the Scorpion Deathlock on Luger while Hogan applied pressure with a headlock. The NWO again defeated WCW. Sting, angry that anyone would have questioned his motives, he was WCW through and through, 
left the promotion and declared himself now a free agent. At Halloween Havoc, Hogan beat Randy Savage to retain his championship, but following the match, he was confronted by none other than previous foe, Rowdy Roddy Piper. He had now arrived in WCW. The members of the NWO went to the ring at the end of Nitro on November 4th in Grand Rapids. Hogan was then joined by Ted DiBiase, Vincent, and the Giant. He followed with a Hollywood pose down for the crowd. There was talk of a Hogan-Piper match at Starcade and the fact that Eric Bischoff was attempting to sign it. Piper was now a member of World Championship Wrestling. On November 18th in Florence, South Carolina, Bischoff brought Piper to the ring for an interview. In a shocking turn of events, Piper was attacked by both Bischoff and the NWO. And welcome back, WCW Monday Nitro Live right here on TNT. Mike today will be joining us in just a little bit. A lot going on here on Nitro. A lot of people wondering about Roddy Roddy Piper, a rumor circulating on the Internet. I've heard it everywhere I've gone over the the uh, weekend that Piper was going to be here. Well, we have not seen any sign of Piper. We do know, however, that Hollywood Hogan is in the building. Sting, we know, is here. The Nature Boy, Ric Flair, is here tonight. A lot of stuff going on as we get ready to get into World War III. So what does that mean? What is going on now? It means more NWO. We saw them out here. Are they going earlier. to the ring now? Well, they're going somewhere. Oh, they're not scheduled now, are they? Not, a, not on any of my paperwork there, Nat. Not on nothing of mine either. Hollywood Hogan strutting his stuff along with... I'm getting out of here. Deep, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. See ya. Hey, hey. Heenan. Yo, yo, yo. It's time for Hollywood, brother. And Mr. Bischoff, you being the foundation of the WCW, the NWO, courtesy of Hollywood, is here to set the family record straight. Tell everybody out there that I'm the biggest superstar and that I'm a bigger icon than the rowdy, red-headed Roddy Piper. Right. Tell them. I think some of these people may disagree with that. I said, tell him that I'm a bigger icon than Roddy Roddy Piper. All right, Hollywood, if, if it makes you feel better, if that's what you want to hear, <laughs> you're, you're a bigger icon than Roddy Told Roddy. You. Hey, now tell him that Roddy Roddy Piper is scared to death of Hollywood, and he wouldn't dare show his face around here. Tell him. I mean, not everybody would agree with that. Tell him that Roddy Piper is afraid of Hollywood. Okay, okay. That's what you want to hear, Hollywood. If that's what it takes to get you off, now Bishop, he's afraid. Tell him that if Hollywood stood on his bank account and Piper stood on his bank account, he'd look like a midget at high noon standing next to me. Tell him that Hollywood is a hundred times richer than Piper. Whatever you want, Hollywood. You are a hundred times richer than Rowdy Roddy Piper. Whatever you want. Does it make you happy? That's what we wanted to hear. Can now we have that it? everybody knows 
that Hollywood and the NWO is running the show. Carry on. Thank you very much. I, I apologize. Gene, please take it. Bischoff, a high-ranking WCW official, of course, we all know his stature in the company, had joined Hogan's crew. WCW continued to fall into the doldrums as the New World Order took over. WCW was now floundering. Hogan was defeated by Piper after falling victim to a sleeper hold on December 29th in Nashville. But he did not lose his claim to the WCW World Championship, though. The bout had been a non-title match. A little anticlimactic there in the legacy of Hulkamania. Either way, Piper had gotten the better of him. But lucky for Hogan and the NWO, he disappeared soon after the event. The next day, the Giant was fired from the NWO. After refusing to chokeslam Piper after an order from Hogan, the group proceeded to attack the 7-foot athlete when he said he deserved a shot at the world title for winning the World War III pay-per-view in November. A week later, the NWO met with the Giant in the Nitro ring. After some words, a brawl broke out. The Giant was laid out in the end. On January 13th, Bischoff and Hogan took the Giant's world title shot away from him. Members of the WCW Executive Committee decided to review the situation and later announced that the Giant was in fact going to get the shot on January 25th in Cedar Rapids. He wrestled the Giant and the two men went to a no contest. In February, Hogan Piper 2 was scheduled for the main event of Super Brawl in San Francisco. Hogan gained some revenge with a pinfall victory. At the March pay-per-view, Hogan teamed with the Outsiders and Randy Savage to win a three-team elimination match in Charleston. He pinned Lex Luger to win the contest. Luger beat Hogan on June 9th and won claim to the WCW World title. James J. Dillon ruled on behalf of the WCW Executive Committee, stating that because there was no original contract for the match, the title was not on the line, and Hogan retained his title belt. On June 15th, he missed his third straight pay-per-view. Hogan teamed with Dennis Robin and a loss to Luger and the Giant on July 13th at the Bash of the Beach in Daytona. Luger forced Hogan to submit in his torture act. Both Savage and Rodman suffered the same fate after the bell rang. Through the 1990s, Hulk Hogan was always looking for a gimmick to boost ratings. After switching from hero to villain, audience figures soared. To keep up the momentum, he also persuaded a string of celebrities to wrestle with and against him. Teaming up with the bad boy of American basketball, Dennis Rodman, he played several matches against another basketball player, Carl Malone, and wrestler, Dallas Diamond Page. And here comes Page! And there goes Rodman! The bad guys usually lost. An even more unlikely celebrity opponent was Tonight Show host Jay Leno. After a pre-planned argument on the show, Hogan and Leno vowed to settle things in the ring. Although Leno appeared to be heavily outgunned physically, his team managed to triumph over Hogan and his fellow villain. Hogan 
By 1999, Hulk Hogan had been playing the bad guy for three years. And like all gimmicks, this one wore itself out. Fans now prefer to cheer for a new, younger generation of wrestlers on their way up. Hogan and his handlers decided it was time for another change. The black villain's outfit was cast aside in favor of his old red and yellow costume. Everything revolves around money and uh, ratings, and so uh, we did a big thing where Hulk kind of switched from uh, a bad guy to a good guy, and right off the bat, people loved him. Off and running again. Bam! Playing the good guy suited Hogan's work behind the scenes. Children have always made up the majority of his fan base, and Hogan has put a lot of time and money into children's charities. They, in turn, have honored him. The Make-A-Wish Foundation has honored him for being the most requested celebrity by their kids over the past decade. These Make-A-Wish kids are so special because when they come, you see so much happiness in their face no matter what the situation is. And they're so happy to see Hulk Hogan or Mickey Mouse or, who, or whoever they're coming to see that they actually give the celebrities energy too. And I mean, if I don't feel like even bending over and lacing my boots after I see these kids, it's, hey man, let's go do it, you know, because they give so much back. And he just didn't go, hey, I'll give you an autograph and leave. You know, he'd spend time and he goes, here, let me get some of that power in my arms from yours. And he'd rub the little kids' arms or put his arms around them and really talk to them and spend some quality time with them, even though he had a match coming up, you know. Oh my God. Hulk Hogan has announced his retirement several times, only to make a comeback. But the injuries are building up. He's had a recurring neck and shoulder problem from having been driven headfirst into the floor a few years ago. And in 1999, he had major knee surgery. But he's loath to quit. I'm probably in, in the best shape of my life. You know, if I had couple wishes I'd wish for a full head of hair and a new knee. The guys are moving a lot quicker and they're much more aggressive in the ring and, and I'm going to turn the dial up and uh, definitely keep up with them. That's not a problem. I just don't know how long the knee will last. So stay tuned for part two. Hulk Hogan on a wooden leg. Oh, can I get him up? Oh, well. Oh, Where's my beer and the slippers? We have to go back. You get the clearances. Of course, no sports star can go on forever. Like all good businessmen, Hulk Hogan has been laying the groundwork for a post-wrestling career, probably in entertainment, and he still has his eye firmly fixed on Hollywood. Retrieving JJ and nailing Fraker, that's the bottom line. Maybe I'm at the age and I've got the sins of mankind written on my face with a few wrinkles that I could fit into that leading role as a good guy or the leading villain here that might uh, go after a Sean Connery or maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger will meet his match in Hollywood, Hulk Hogan. You never know. When the time does come for him to finally hang up his wrestling boots, the name of Hulk Hogan will not be forgotten. When he began in the late 70s, wrestling in the States was a fractured regional industry. Today, it earns millions, both sides of the Atlantic.
really, by his appearance, his look, his ability, and everything else, really kind of put wrestling on the map and made people watch it and come out of the closet to see it. So in a roundabout way, all the merchandise that we sell now and everything else and the TV sponsorships was really Hulk Hogan doing that. He just puts out more, more energy. A switch gets turned, bang, and then that energy starts just blasting out, you know, like lightning bolts. I don't know, it just spreads. And it just seems to spread to the people throughout the arena or wherever he is. Wrestling will never replace Hulk Hogan. There is only one Hulk Hogan. There could be Bill Goldbergs, there could be Stone Cold Steve Austin's, there were Jimmy Superfly Schnookas and Bruno Sammartino's, but there is only one Hulk Hogan, and everybody knows who he is. He is the man. He understood this business inside and out. He understood what you needed to do in the ring, how you could play on the emotions of people, and he knew what you had to do outside of the ring to be a big success. He is the biggest star that this sport has ever seen. And I don't see in my lifetime anybody coming down the pike like him. Why hasn't he burned out years ago as an attraction? Why hasn't Batman ever uh, left people's minds? Why hasn't Superman left people's minds? He's a bigger-than-life character. If it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, I don't know if wrestling would be around at this point because I don't know if the fan interest would have held it. I quit. <laughs> to all the NWIs that worship Hollywood Hogan, welcome back to the house that Hollywood built. And as the sign says, on the seventh day, God created Hollywood. Now that all the trash has been caught, I'm here to set the record straight. As far as he goes, oh yes, there is a pecking order. As I was selling out Madison Square Garden, as the NWIs were ripping their t-shirts off, the slimy one and all of his underlings were watching TV, praying that someday they could be just like me. And now that I always have been the world's heavyweight champion, everybody that worships me knows forever and a day, I will always be the man, brother. Now, as far as all the crybabies go in the red and black jack, and all the crybabies in the WCW go, the one that makes me the sickest of all is the one that I'd love to chop down and bury him 10 feet under, Diamond Dallas Page. If you've got a problem, with me and Dennis Rodman beating your brains out, I double, triple dog dare ya to step up to the plate and do something about it. And oh yeah, Mr. Bischoff, I've heard Bob Costas, all the rumors in the playoffs, as my man Dennis Rodman, Rodzilla, 
dogged every one of the Utah Jazz, especially their big man. And I knew Diamond Dallas Page was in Utah trying to get a cheap shot on Rodman, but he was too scared to make a move. So Diamond Dallas Page, beg whoever you want. The rumors are on the street. I dare you to find another coward to stand next to you because me and Dennis Rodman are for real, brother. We've signed on the dotted line for Bash at the Beach, and I could think of nothing better for all my disciples out there to worship the ground that I walk on, to watch Bash at the Beach, watch me and Rodzilla get in the ring, and beat your brains out, Diamond Dallas Page, and the partner of your choice, because Hollywood don't deal in partial posts. Hollywood deals in first-class delivery, brother. So bring it on. I'm the champion now. I'm the man now. And as far as all my NWOites, Hollywood will always be for life. Give it up for the heavyweight champion of the world. Hollywood Hogan mentioned that he and Rodman had signed for Bash of the Beach coming up on July 12th in San Diego and dared DDP to get a partner of his choice. He alluded to rumors we talked about earlier. Although nothing is yet official about Tom Long. Fans, one thing that is official, two things actually, a steel cage, DDP, the Macho Man Randy Savage, and also the special referee, Rowdy Roddy Piper. And who will sit under me? Diamond Dallas Page to climb in the ring with me, the disciple, and Rod Zilla, and Dash in the Beach. I'll bury you and drag you all the way back to Venice Beach and put you to rest. In Auburn Hills, on August 4th, Hogan lost the WCW world title to Luger during Nitro. The era was finally changing, was it? Hogan finally lost the championship. Luger, now champion. Five days later, though, he regained the belt in Sturgis during Road Wild. He won his third WCW world championship. And then that led us to Halloween Havoc. Hogan wrestled Piper in a non-title cage match. This was huge for WCW at the time. I specifically remember all my classmates at the time. Uh, I was in high school. And they were going nuts over this main event match. I was a pro WWF guy, of course. But I remember them wanting me to tape it and give it to them the next day in class. So they could see Piper and Hogan do battle once again inside a cage. Hogan succumbed to the sleeper hold in front of a Las Vegas crowd. Hogan wrestled Sting in the main event of Starcade on December 28th of 1997. This was built up in such dramatic fashion. Sting, now changed to the black and white crow face paint, felt disenchanted from the WCW officials, fan base, and superstars. And who was to blame? Of course, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Well, we were enjoying our little celebration earlier. Some moron decided to sneak into my locker room, Hollywood's locker room, and leave us a little present. Evidently, Sting is doing a movie. 
trying to break into Hollywood, the real reason men commit crimes? I'll tell you the crime, the crime is that this clown is trying to break into this man's industry. He, and only he, deserves to be in Hollywood. The real reason, the real reason staying that you're trying to get this bogus movie on the market is because you're a Hollywood wannabe, man. When you're NWO, shut up. You're NWO for life. And as far as we, we're concerned, my movie, A Soul on Devil's Island, is gonna body slam this stinking movie of yours, just like I'm gonna do when I get my hands on you, Stinger. That's an insult. How dare you try to break into my industry that I control? I'm not waiting till December. If Sting's here, I'm calling you out tonight, brother. Stinger, Whoa. if you want to live my life so bad, if you want to be Hollywood so bad, if you're happy with standing in my shadow, well, step out, face me, because I want you tonight, Sting. Where are you at? He said tonight. Come on, Singer, you want to be in Hollywood. Here's Hollywood. Tonight he wants them. Tonight you want to be a star. Here's the star. I'll get some. I'll get up. Boy, they've rattled the cages of the NWO, haven't they? Boy, they really what did. is the Fox Theater in Atlanta anyway? Oh, I, I never heard of it. Showed you how much he knows. Well, Hogan came unglued along with this. Yeah, he, he wants Sting. He wants Sting here. And he doesn't want him just any day. He wants Sting tonight. Did he know? Hollywood! Hollywood! You know, Hollywood, when you ask for something, you might get it. Well, it's been a night of blockbusters. It really has. And they chant the name of Hollywood. And that can be applied to Sting as well, Mike Man. I know you know a lot about Sting's movie. Well, he's here, Singer. We know you're in the building, you gutless punk. We know you're around here somewhere. He wants you tonight. I dare you. And this led up to almost a year-long build for Starcade 97, the biggest match in WCW history at the time, Hulk Hogan versus Sting. Sting beat him in controversial fashion, when his longtime WWF peer, but never opponent, Brett the Hitman Hart, made the final three count. The title changed hands, but was subsequently declared vacant by WCW officials due to the controversial fashion of the victory. Bret Hart had joined the organization earlier in the month after a falling out with their former promotion. A rematch between Hogan and Sting was signed for Super Brawl 8 in San Francisco and waiting in the wings for a title shot was Scott Hall, who had won the World War III event months before. Super, Super Brawl took place on February 22, 1998 at the famous Cal Palace. Sting pinned Hogan to capture the vacant world championship with some outside help from Macho Man Randy Savage. Things continued to be as wild as it could be. Hogan attacked Sting during his title defense against Kevin Nash, on April 6th in Miami. His actions brought more heat between Hogan and Ash and the downfall of the New World Order. For the first time, wrestlers within the NWO began to take sides. Brian Adams, besides the disciple, Ed Leslie, was the first to ally himself with Hogan. 
Conan, Conan and Savage were both early stablemates of Nash's Red and Black NWO, known as the Wolf Pack. So there was NWO Wolf Pack and NWO Hollywood. Hollywood regained the world title from Savage on April 20th in Colorado Springs during Nitro. It was his fourth reign. On May 4th, Kurt Henning announced that he was a part of the Wolf Pack and against the Black and White, which was led by Hogan. Just another defection. He defended his championship against Savage in a rematch on May 11th in Kansas City. But the bout ended with Bret Hart charging the ring and blasting Savage with the belt. An all-out brawl ensued with Nash and the Giant, who had rejoined Hogan's NWO earlier in the night, nearly coming to blows. Earlier in the show, Hogan, Giant, Brian Adams, and Vincent had attacked Nash and spray-painted NWO on his back with black paint. And yet another bold move, the legendary Dusty Rhodes declared himself a part of Hogan's group. Everyone was taking sides, even the fans. During the Great American Bash, on June 14th, in Baltimore, Maryland, Hulk Hogan teamed with Bret the Hitman Hart to beat Roddy Roddy Piper and Macho Man Randy Savage in an important tag team match. Hart forced Macho Man to submit. I love Bret Hart. I love the Hart family. Um, I feel horrible about the tragedy and the, and the problems over the last decade with the Hart family. And... Uh, I just had a very crazy letter come to my house from Bret Hart's manager or agent. And when my book came out, the gist of the letter was, how could you trash Bret Hart at a time like this? And they actually sent an article where Bret had written this unbelievably beautiful article. I don't know when it was, but it said, if there's anything true or real in professional wrestling, it's Terry Bollea. I've seen him with the kids. And the article was unbelievable. And I felt bad to see the article and the guy thinking I was trashing Bret. And this was Bret Hart's manager. And I explained to my wife, I said, I don't understand the letter. I mean, in the book, I just told what happened. Brett and I were friends in the WWF. There were some problems with dropping the belt to Brett and Yokozuna. Um, I was, made a deal to drop it to Yokozuna. Brett thought I was supposed to drop it to him. Brett and myself went in with Vince. Vince said, Brett, that's what you thought you heard. We cleared that up. We became friends again. And then I got trashed in the Calgary Sun for a couple of years on you know, the negative stuff with Hulk Hogan. Then when he came to the WCW, we became friends again. We were flying around in my plane, going to all the events. He was staying at my house and hanging out with my kids and shook hands, hugged goodbye. Then in the Calgary paper, I got trashed again. And then this manager of his writes a letter, how could you kick Bret Hart when he was down? I told my wife, I said, I just wrote what happened. I'm not kicking anybody. I love Bret. I was, you know, saw him at David Boy's funeral. I feel horrible. I love Bret to death. Is it hard to keep friends year after year, decade after decade in wrestling? Because if you look at guys, even, even yourself as an example, there's ups and downs. There's guys that are like your brother and then you don't talk to them. Why is it so hard? Well, the very few friends that I have in this business, I can count on this one hand, as everybody always says. Well, Jimmy Hart, for one. Uh, Ed Leslie, who wrestled as, as Brutus Beefcake. Vince McMahon, I will say, is a friend. Whether him and I are fighting, bitching at each other, cat fighting at odds or on the same team, I consider Vince McMahon a friend. Um, if anybody in this relationship dropped the ball, it was me. It wasn't him. On a business level, Vince is business. Whether he makes hard decisions or tough decisions, people don't understand him, that's okay with me because business is business. On a personal level, Vince McMahon and I, if anybody dropped the ball on the, on the, on the friendship, it was me. He's always been a constant. I'm the one that needs the shrink. I'm the one that needs a psychologist. I'm the one that gets emotional and overreacts. If anybody screwed things up, it was me. 
Now, is one of the reasons why guys don't have a huge group of friends, maybe, or keep them over the years, is that it's so political, that you have to be so protective of your territory to try to survive at the top for so many years? It was that way for a long time, and it still is. You know, a lot of people now realize it's a job, and it's a lot simpler of a business, the thinking that's done for them. Before, you had to be cunning in this business. You could actually be so cunning that you could weasel your way up the ladder if you were real cunning. You know, my thing was trying to hang on to my spot at the top. Do you wish you were less political, maybe, and had more friends uh, at the age of 49? Or, or would you not change anything when you look back? I wouldn't change a thing. Nothing. Who's played the political game really well? Who can you say, you know what, that guy's done it right? The guy's done it right? Yeah, absolutely. A guy who, is, who has maneuvered his way through all of the minefields and has, has been able to survive with dignity. Well, there's a couple guys. I mean, I know Triple H is doing a tremendous job. He's a great talent. You know, he works hard in the ring, but politically, he's doing a tremendous who's job. Who's done a bad job politically? Who's, who's really blown up and probably had the talent um, to go way further than they did, but didn't get it? Uh, somebody who would do a bad job politically. Um, Just didn't understand the dynamics of the business. Well, the guy, now he didn't have the great talent, but the ultimate warrior. Even though he didn't have the talent, he got to a certain position. If he would have played the politics the right way, he could have hung around longer. In 1998, a new competitor began rocketing up the charts. His name was Bill Goldberg. Goldberg was a former pro football player and had made his debut in 1997 after working at the power plant. His popularity reminded some of Hogan's early WWF days. On June 29th in Tampa, Florida, Hogan was body slammed by Carl Malone and clotheslined twice in the ring while Diamond Dallas Page watched on during Monday Nitro. Some news came down that Hogan might not have liked during WCW Thunder. J.J. Dillon announced that Hollywood Hogan was contractually binded to defend his WCW World Heavyweight Championship against the number one contender and United States Heavyweight Champion Bill Goldberg at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta, Georgia. The news rocketed through news groups and wrestling internet sites like never before. Hogan was going to meet Goldberg on July 6, 1998, at the huge Georgia Dome in Atlanta. Goldberg at the time remained defeated through an astounding number of matches. It was announced early from the Peach State that Goldberg would not face Hogan unless he met and beat another member of the NWO Black and White first. He would be forced to compete against former outsider Scott Hall. In a rough match, Goldberg beat Hall and prepared for the main event. I, I walked up to Hogan, and you know, this is a guy six months into the business, myself, obviously. And uh, I, I was at the point where I would do anything anybody told me to do because all I wanted, I was a sponge. I wanted to learn. And, sure. and I, you know, felt guilty about being in the position I was in because I hadn't been there for years and, you know, to. to whatever um so i go up to hogan and i said well, what are we doing for the match and he says ah oh, don't worry brother we'll call it the ring for a guy like myself in front of forty-two thousand people in the georgia dome which is my backyard to call it in the ring to call it in the ring uh i'd have problems doing that at the end of my career let alone at the beginning of my career yeah. so i mean i was i was flabbergasted to say the least i mean it was a i was a really weird spot i mean first of all I had to go out there and deal with the 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 mess we call Kevin Hall, or Kevin Hall, Scott Hall. Scott Hall. Um, you know, I had to deal with a match with him, 
and then after that <laughs> I had to deal with Hogan and we were we literally did it in the ring so wow. Um, so I guess what I'm, what I'm looking to do is we're we're going back in time. I know you to, are. But to, you want me to be that guy? You man. want to be that guy that, for I, that? I, I was so nervous. I don't know what I was doing. Wow. I mean, literally, wow. I, I it it all started with. I'm not going to give you that wrestling promo. You yeah, know that. yeah. It yeah, it, it all it all started with me sitting and watching Thunder on Thursday night and seeing J.J. Dillon say to the people that there's going to be a match on Monday with, for the World Heavyweight Championship with Goldberg and Hogan, and that's the first I had heard of it. The fable contest between good and bad was locked in, and more than 40,000 fans were in attendance to witness history. Either Hogan was going to retain an end Goldberg streak, or the latter was going to win the World Championship and become a dual champion. Trying to forge his own way began his own status, his own legendary status, which in many ways has been paved since September 22nd of last year. Can you believe that? Of last year, less than a year here. Uh-oh. This is where Goldberg does not want to be because Hogan on the outside, guys, is a master. Oh, so dangerous is Hogan driving Goldberg face first into the steel guardrail and now he's got the chair from behind. Referee trying to get it back. Goldberg tried to thin that one off, but could not. The third shot, putting down to the knee again. Well, Goldberg knows right now what he's in there with, what he's heard about his whole life, how tough this man Hogan can be, what this man's capable of doing, and he knows right now firsthand what Hogan's all about. Comes a time in every great athlete's career where you got to dig down deep, where you got to suck it up, where you got to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that you belong here. For Goldberg, the time is right now because the champ is leveling with everything. Hogan with those patented leg locks has delivered to it. Here comes Kurt Hennig to ringside. And we've got company. There's Malone and DDT following Hennig. He kicked out from the Hogan leg drop. That has Hollywood stunned. Yes. Yes, Malone can use the diameter. And look at Goldberg. He's ready. Finish him off! Finish him off! He's calling for it! This is it! This is it! Your career's on the line here! Do it! Do it! This place will erupt when he picks him up! He's got him up! Goldberg pinned Hogan and won the World Heavyweight Championship in an extremely popular bout. Not the most scientifically skilled performance, not the most technically sound, but the crowd was into every move. Jack Hammer and Goldberg is the new World Heavyweight Champion. No other wrestler had ever entered the sport and advanced up the ladder as quickly and as fast-paced as Goldberg had. Hogan tried to end the reign, 
but could not. Some say this move was done prematurely as it should have been built up between Hogan and Goldberg, and this was a hotshot angle because of the rivalry between Monday Night Raw and Monday Nitro, and due to Nitro starting to lose some ground in the ratings and Raw finally overtaking them. And this happened shortly after Raw took the lead in the ratings battle, and WCW threw out this Hail Mary pass to regain the ratings. While this did work initially in terms of getting them back to number one, the longevity of Nitro started to decline. One would wonder, should they have built up Goldberg at a more slower pace to regain the audience for a longer period of time rather than hot shot? Could you have led up to a Georgia Dome that had more time to prepare? Goldberg has made claims that they sold out, or should I say they had 40,000 fans in the Georgia Dome, and they could have sold out the Georgia Dome with advance notice more than just one week. That was going to be Goldberg versus Hogan. Many claim that this could have been the feud to push Nitro over the edge to defeat Raw and the World Wrestling Federation. But you digress and you look at the history of Hulkamania and one cannot deny that Hulk Hogan was a part of another huge match at a huge stadium slash arena. We saw Hogan versus Andre and throughout the years Hogan against so many competitors and in the late 90s taking on the hottest man in wrestling, the hottest star, Goldberg, in another record-setting performance. Hollywood Hogan was riding high with the NWO. But before long, the foundation of this notorious faction was starting to crumble. After Hogan lost the WCW Championship at Starcade in 97 to Sting, a rift developed between the NWO. Despite losing his title, Hogan felt that he was still the leader of the NWO, while Big Sexy Kevin Nash felt it was his turn to take over the reins. And like we said, you had the NWO Black and White versus the NWO Black and Red, the Wolfpack versus NWO Hollywood. So much confusion, that was the downfall for the NWO, and that was really the downfall for Hulk Hogan in WCW. And of course, there was a tremendous year of tumultuous highs and lows for Hulk Hogan, and you really thought Hogan was, appeared ready to call it a career, and after that retirement statement and the presidency statement of deciding to run, and... And with Hogan's run for president never materializing, he was back to the ring on January 4th of 1999 on an edition of Monday Nitro. A controversial WCW championship switch between Hogan and Kevin Nash took place. So stay with us. These are not tape matches. This is happening live. This is Nitro. The bell sounds. Billy's never making a call. No matter what happens... We're staying with it here tonight. Even if it goes all night, we're going to be here. That's what we're all about. We are live. And as we know, as we saw before the commercial break, Goldberg making his way out. We haven't seen him. Where is he? I'm sure we've got people at every entryway, the main entryway for the wrestlers to come in, where he was taken out I know we're going to follow that story as well. So many things developing back and forth. And look at this, Tony. Hogan's in his street clothes to wrestle. Listen to the fans. 
Look at Hogan's reaction. Over 40,000 plus. This is better than a playoff game. Now this is what pro wrestling, what world championship wrestling is all about. Very tentative look on Hogan's face, but Nash ready to go at it. Taking their time with each other. Nash trying to get him to hook up at least by shoving the man in the corner. Let's see if that gets a reaction from Hollywood here. But he's been in so many big matches. Well, he has. What's that about? The winner, a new heavyweight champion of the world, from NWO Hollywood. It is unbelievable, the new world heavyweight champion, Hollywood, Hulk Hogan, the man, the man, what the hell is he doing here? It's Goldberg, Goldberg's in the building, he's, he's under, under arrest, arrest. he's under arrest, what is he doing here? Disgrace! This is a disgrace! Get the police out here! Get me the city attorney! Get me Kojak! Get me anybody you need to get me! Oh my! Get him out of here! He's a criminal for crying out loud! And he's not done yet! Get him out of here! He's a thief! He's a criminal! He shouldn't be allowed in wrestling. Get him out of here. Lex Luger's come down. He's backed everybody off. Thank goodness for Lex Luger. He's going to put him. Wait a minute. Luger just attacked. Luger attacked Goldberg. What's this? What's going on? Shazam. By golly. Gee Willikers. It's off. How could this happen? Oh my goodness! How could this be? Oh, the world heavyweight champion Hollywood Hogan not only reunited with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, the newest addition, the total package, Lex Luger. Oh my goodness gracious, Tony! Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Or can I call a match? Oh, this man is hurt. Goldberg is really hurt. This is not even worth it. He can't defend himself. They've got him handcuffed. He's outnumbered, and they've hit him with that taser. 
He's been racked all oh, and now. Right okay, let me call this one for you. Let me call it for you. And now, the world heavyweight champion in position, in position, and he makes it go. From the four words entitled The Finger Poke of Doom ushered in a new era of the NWO with the two factions uniting as one. Like we mentioned earlier, the black and white NWO Hollywood and NWO Wolfpack battling it out with Hulk Hogan leaving, possibly retiring, running for president, coming back, and going for the World Heavyweight Championship. Is that unknown? Kevin Nash was WCW champion at the time, and the main event was set for Hogan versus Nash. The two faced off against one another with Hulk Hogan poking Kevin Nash with Big Sexy laying down, giving up his WCW championship to Hollywood Hogan to reform the New World Order. But the newfound NWO would not garner much adulation or popularity from the fans as it felt old, redundant, replayed, and played out, for lack of a better term. Something new was needed for WCW. The fans wanted something new and exciting, and Hollywood Hogan was not it. And as a result, the Hulkster decided to turn things around. Over the next year and a half, Hogan would be welcomed back into the good graces of fans worldwide, who had missed cheering their hero on to victory. He remained one of the good guys for the rest of his WCW tenure. Yet he found himself undergoing numerous changes in his persona. Ranging from a short-lived return to the red and yellow to once again donning the black and white of Hollywood Hogan. Hogan also played a blue-collar type superstar who was fighting to keep his job under the rule of Vince Russo and Eric Bischoff. On July 9th of the year 2000, after six WCW championship reigns and a successful run which garnered huge profits and ratings for the company Hogan left WCW amid a bitter public dispute with Russo who was WCW's creative director at the time the new NWO and the finger poke of doom wound up being a poor choice for Hulk Hogan and the legacy of Hulkamania as the new NWO did not last that long in WCW and once again Hulk Hogan found himself empty and looking for a new guidance and a new vision in professional wrestling. He finally found himself stranded in World Championship Wrestling. But what the Hulkster was not prepared for was the downfall 
of WCW. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Wrestling fans, it's time to thank our sponsors of the Beyond the Bell podcast. The SNS Radio Network provides daily audio programming that covers professional wrestling and sports entertainment. If you're not listening, you're not trying. Squared Circle Media is proud to make episodes of Beyond the Bell and other pro wrestling audio content available to wrestling fans around the world. You can find all content from Squared Circle Media at www.squaredcirclemedia.net. Ringannouncing.com is the official website of ring announcer Sean Beckerman. This is where you will find video, audio, and the latest schedule for the future of ring announcing. All videos are streamed at the YouTube channel, also labeled Ring Announcing. Stitcher works to provide an innovative platform for listening to audio content on the go. You can download the Stitcher app on all smartphones via the Android Market and the iTunes App Store. Stitcher, now streaming innovative audio. If you are interested in advertising on Beyond the Bell, email us at btbwrestling at gmail.com and in the title type, Advertising. Join the Beyond the Bell revolution. It's go time! Old school wrestling fans, we close another chapter in the Hulkamania Chronicles and our next chapter is one of the most controversial times in professional wrestling, the downfall of WCW and the purchase by the World Wrestling Federation. What does this hold for Hulkamania and Hulk Hogan's place in professional wrestling? Tune in as the Hulkamania Chronicles continues here at Beyond the Bell. Remember, follow me on Twitter at Sean Beckerman, like me on Facebook, ring announcer Sean Beckerman, as well as Beyond the Bell, also, find all archive shows at snsradionetwork.com and ringannouncing.com, the new home for archive Beyond the Bell episodes. And hopefully by the time you listen to this, under iTunes, we'll have it switched over to ringannouncing.com as your archive site to stream and download all of the latest Beyond the Bell episodes. Not to mention the Stitcher app, as you can download for all smartphones via the Android market or the iTunes app store where you can listen to all archive shows for Beyond the Bell. Basically, like the SNS Radio Network, if you're not listening, you're not trying. Remember to tune in to This Week in Wrestling History every week on the new Unplugged with JJ Sexy and Charles Shane every Friday on the SNS Radio Network. We'll wrap things up with our old school theme of the week, which fits perfectly with this edition of the Hulkamina Chronicles. As the Hulkster changed to Hollywood Hogan, so did his theme music as he went from the American Made tune by Hulk Hogan and the Wrestling Boot Band, you gotta love, to the NWO Rockhouse theme, that wah wah porno theme, but then the sole theme for Hollywood Hogan was Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix, and that will wrap things up for this week in Beyond the Bell as we'll finish off with, with a little. Doc, I mean, Jimi Hendrix. There's no Doc Hendrix here. Well, all right, that'll wrap things up, fans. I'll see you next week as we'll rewind and relive all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling. And in the meantime, I'll see you at the matches.
the Macho Man and the other wrestlers, it's like everybody's on TV. Dad's no, no different. Yeah. Yeah. But it's great. It's kind of a doubter for the hook, you know what I'm saying? Without the applause. But his wife is a woman after my own heart. She really is. She, she said, I'm going to build a nice house for us, honey, right? Oh, my God. Yes. No, I won't say where. But she said, it's just going to be 7,000 square feet, which is a nice big set. Well, how many did it turn out to be? It turned out to be 20. Oh, and now I love her. You know, and like, like, like the antiques, you know, um, all of a sudden she's going to open this little antique store. And, you know, all of a sudden I got a feeling it's going to be something even bigger. It's going to be Walmart before you know yeah, it. Now, and now she's trying to, in this little community we live in, it's real close, you know, all the people are real tight. And she wants to kind of like open up a, a little restaurant, too, with muffins and exotic coffees and... I said, I don't have anything to do with it, you know, so I found this really cool lady, this Barbara Hendrickson. I dumped the burden of proof in her lap to make her talk the community into doing this, so thank God I'm out of it. But uh, it, did, it's great. She's going to do something really nice Did for your her. wife send anything for me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got, I've, got an, I've got an NWO shirt for you. Oh, that's just yeah. what I want. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and used, it'll look just like that on you, too, he, he, he used to tear the red ones off. Yeah. I could hold my own. Remember the day oh. I took it off? Right there, baby. Remember that, Hulk? Yeah, you know, he always wears the red and yellow ones. I think he'd look better in black now because this I is the, so the New too. World Order. New World Order. All right. Yes. Let's pause. We'll come back. We'll talk about the new movie. Right now. Friday on Live from the new series, Nego, actor Brom... Devil's Island. Who did the stunts for you? <laughs> Who did? You're going to do them. You're going to do them. Plays a Navy SEAL. This is John Wayne of the 90s, for crying out loud. That's right. Gets those bad drug dealers down there and uh, wherever. Well, there are no good ones. No, well, you know, the deal is, they actually let me have hair this time. Oh. And so when I put the full head of hair on, it just made me that... Mike did, something character. did a Samson thing, huh? Yeah, mm -hmm. it was great. Wasn't it a little hot down there for the hair? Well, they glued it on real well. <laughs> it worked. It's like 105 in that it humidity worked. in Florida, huh? Oh, it was worse than that. My gosh, we were down in Key West in the Bahamas, and it was brutal. But uh, we had a great cast, Carl Weathers, Shannon Tweed. Oh, yeah, Shannon's in the new Tom Arnold show. She's and, adorable. Uh, it was great working with them. And TNT was behind us all the way. And, yeah, uh, and you made this in, what, a couple of weeks? Yeah, we did it in 14 days. Yeah, a lot of, but a lot of action, a lot of guns going off. A lot of Close everything. Up. It's really big. Is it now a kid's movie? It's one you'll take your own kids to, or is this a little... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd definitely take my kids to it, but it's an action action type thing for TV, and it's really big, and we're excited. And... All right, well, let's take a look at a clip here. Now, this Good. is a song from Devil's Island, where Mike, played by Hulk Hogan, tries to enlist the buddy, his buddy, Navy SEAL Carl Weathers, an old pal of yours from the SEAL days to join you, right? Try to get him back into action. All right, here okay. we go. Here's Assault on Devil's Island. I need your help. Look, man, in 30 days, I'm out, a civilian. Starting my own security business, applying SEAL tactics to the asphalt jungle, trying to help people. Yeah, yeah, I know. Shadow warriors in the big city. You're damn straight. And if you're going to be in with me, man, you got to clean your act up. Okay, well, there's time for that. But you owe me. Owe you for what? Kuwait. Kuwait. Yeah, what about Grenada? How much startup capital do you need for your business? What? The government's insurance carrier is offering 20% reward on recovery of the diamonds. No. No, this ain't fair. This ain't fair, Mike. All right. All right, I'm doing this for JJ, not for diamonds and not for revenge. I'm doing this because I don't want to see you two get yourselves killed or accidentally start World War III. Thanks. Oh, I 
Excuse me, who picked that clip? <laughs> Carl Weathers had about 3,000 words to say. <laughs> Shannon Tweed jumped in with a couple of paragraphs, <laughs> and the Hulkster came up one of these. That's just how John, that's how John Wayne does it, man. And then he said, thanks. That's a right, real, real action pack, too, the, the one they sent. Real. Tell me the truth. You, in your heart, want to be an actor, don't you? He is an I actor. I want to be John Wayne in the 90s. Well, that's right. Now, did you like the hair? I love it. I want the hair jet blonde. I want the blonde hair. Well, the blonde's for wrestling for the NWO. You know? Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. He had to lose himself in his character, Reach. Yeah. You've you got a wrestling match coming up on Monday night, right? Nitro Live? Well, I've got one Sunday night, Halloween Havoc. I'm going to wrestle Roddy Piper, an old friend of yours, in oh. Steel Cage. Yeah, I'm going to take out everything I want to do to you on him. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, and then, then after that. October 28th on TNT. Yeah. November 10th. That's right. And after you get through with Roddy Rowdy, uh, Rowdy Roddy. <laughs> and then you're next. And then I'm next. We've got the Halloween happening. We've got Monday Nitro and Tuesday the pay-per-view. All right. Thanks, Hulk. Thank I'm not going to take you on the assault. Hulk Hogan, everybody. We got too much handling. Uh, too much. More to come on live in a moment. Hey, fans. Ring announcer Sean Beckerman here. Want to go back in time and relive the greatest and worst in the world of sports entertainment? From all-time favorite matches to the worst gimmicks in pro wrestling, we cover it all. So join us each and every week on the SNS Radio Network as we go beyond the bell. What? 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 Wrestling fans, do you want to break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mind Wipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun.